0: you're listening to the incubator music podcast dedicated to bringing you good music before it hatches started in 2018 by frank bruno and connor dwinell incubator is designed to bring you the best up-and-coming music and commentary from real people for real people whether you're getting kicked out of a karaoke bar with frank talking about medieval times with connor or hating a match of dragons with them both This is the Incubator Music Podcast.
1: What's up, everyone? It's Tuesday, February 4th, episode 49. We've got an awesome show for you today. Remember to check out our online blog postings at incubatormusic.net. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at, at Hatching Music because that's where most of our content is. You can also check out our Spotify page by searching Incubator. We have playlists for our contributors' finds, our weekly podcast playlists, and Baby Maker of the Week. My name is Connor, and I'm one of the co founders here at Incubator Music. I'm all here with my other co founder and flip flops with socks wearer, Frank Bruno. Frank, what's up?
2: Only <laughs> in well, we emergencies, dude. Like, I had to go move my car. What possible and, emergency could lead to that? Like, I had to go move my car. I had socks on. I didn't feel like lacing up the Nikes. So I just threw the flip Dude, you don't on have it. to lace those things up because you've
1: had them for eight years. Anyone that doesn't <laughs> know Frank, Frank has had the same Air Force Ones for like over a decade now. They don't okay, even have I, soles I put, anymore.
2: I have other shoes. It's not like that's my only <laughs> pair of shoes. Well, okay. That's
1: not what I meant to, to indicate. Well, I didn't but you wear those them on. enough that it might as well be.
2: No, I they've gotten sitting over there in a place of honor and respect, and I have other shoes that I could put on. What? But it's easiest to put flip flops on because you just slide them on your feet and you go out the door. When you have to do something quick, it's the easy way to do it.
1: At what point, if ever, will be the appropriate time to give your Air Force ones a funeral? Never. I'm not doing that ever. Like what? But like, what if the sole like actually like your
2: foot comes through the bottom of the shoe and there's no like shoe anymore? They're unwearable. Currently, I wore them. (laughs) I wore them last Friday and I was probably only wearing them for like four hours. And I got home and my feet were on fire. Like they hurt so bad. There's no bottom to them. There's nothing like if you if you saw them, the literally like the back half underneath of the shoe is just blown out. There's nothing there. Like your heel is basically just on the concrete, but your toe is like two and a half inches up. So it's like the, the <laughs> wearing reverse heels supposed to walk. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So,
1: I did that when I was, when I visited Boston for the first time, when I was visiting school, like I was walking around in desert boots and like, I did not uh, think about, cause I only packed two pairs of shoes. I did not think about what I was wearing. And I walked like seven miles that day and my feet got <laughs> swollen. Like it was so bad.
2: Yeah. Anyway. So, um, I do completely justify the use of flip-flops and socks if it's for, short periods of time in emergency situations like it's totally fine understandable
1: anyway i don't have a life
2: anymore so how's your week been uh it's been fine i'm kind of on a no sleep bender though um i went to bed at like four ish last night and i had to get up at like eight ish um which i mean four hours is enough to like be functional the next day but you still feel like garbage and it's one of those where when you go to sleep um you're so tired that you feel, like, almost drunk. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, kind of sick, almost drunk. So I went to go to bed, and my bedroom – You just turn into zombie mode. Like you, it's just get so into like,
1: you just run on autopilot.
2: Yeah, and it's so weird for me, personally, when I try to go to sleep at the end of something like that because my bedroom is pitch black. Like, there's zero light in there once you turn the light off. And so I laid down, and it's, like, so dark that, like, you don't even have a sense of, like, if things are near to your face or not. Sure. Like you can't even see the pillow or like your arm in front of you. Yeah. And so like, I think just my visual senses were just cut off so abruptly and I was so tired that my brain was like, what is going on? And I started seeing everything in like really bright, um, like gold and burgundy colors. It was so weird. It was like I was on acid, like I was trying to go to sleep and my eyes were just wide open because I was like, why am I like, why are they flashing burgundy lights right now? Like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So uh, I'm doing great. Um, yeah, and, sounds like uh, everything's going well. Yep, cranking out the pod, um, putting together some furniture that you can see behind me. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's how I am. I'm uh, I'm excited to crank through this, though. Do you got some dopes or nopes? I do. Um,
1: So I went on my new releases on Spotify like two days ago. And there was a new song out from Rancid. And so I was like, oh, like Rancid. The last album that Rancid put out was 2017 when I was in grad school. So I was like, oh, (laughs) new music. That's cool. Maybe there's a new album coming out. And I went and listened to it. And I (laughs) my pants and about died because uh, it was all electronic. (laughs) It was like. Like Rancid is a ska punk band, like a hardcore like ska punk band, and yep. one of the last holdouts, right? And sure. the OGs, and it's it's like this, this like pseudo EDM like drum loop, like almost like chill hop but not chill like instrumental hip hop thing. Oh, and I'm like, no. I'm like, what the is this? I'm like, this can't be right. And I was like, go to the album, and I like, go to the album, and then I go, hold on a sec, this is uh, this is a single, and I like go back and I look at the artist. It's another artist called Rancid.
2: Oh, good!
1: Wow, that's and that's so a the so the punchline, right? So the the Spotify algorithm saw that I listened to Rancid a bunch this month and put them on my new release radar because they have the same name. Wow, that's scary though. It, it I about <laughs> my pants because I was like, "Are you f- kidding me?" Like it it doesn't. This whole curse of like turning into like EDM music has not like stopped with rancid like unbelievable anyway uh they're fine rancid is fine they're great good that's <laughs> great <laughs> they're great um tickets for uh boston calling uh like the all the packages are are out and everything and all the rest of the bands are announced so rage is playing so the three headliners Sweet. are wait uh, rage
2: rage against the machine yeah. or prophets of rage
1: yeah rage against the machine oh like, so the, like Taylor Taylor the original Rocha. one
2: yeah. oh yes that's yeah. awesome
1: so it's foo fighters rage against the machine and then uh red hot chili peppers and oh, that's sweet. Yeah, and so the they announced the other bands. There aren't as many like second tier bands as I as I thought, but it makes sense cuz I think they probably spent all their money on the headliners. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the 1975 is there um, and some other bands that are that are sort of similar to them um in size. Mm-hmm. Those are probably they're probably the biggest ones. Um, But they they announced the rest of the lineup. A lot of the smaller bands I haven't heard of, but I imagine they'll be pretty good. Problem is, like, their tickets prices are pretty nuts. Like, the three-day package without the VIP stuff is $400. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm waiting for them to drop some, like, two-day stuff, and I might be able to swing it. But um, there's that. And then uh, another thing that came out, another ticket price fiasco that I had this week was I had multiple friends who live here go oh, my God, My Chemical Romance is going on tour, and they have a show in Boston. Like, let's do it. Several, probably three days before tickets went on sale, I went and looked, and, like, they didn't have any prices out. Two days Mm -hmm. beforehand, I went and looked. The cheapest tickets were in the balcony way in the back, like furthest back section, where you could barely see the stage, were $232. Oh my
2: gosh, that is
1: wild. <laughs> then, they, a, then they went on but... sale and they sold out immediately. And then I saw I saw tweets where, I don't know if I shared this with you, but there were tweets where somebody was saying that they sold out and then the demand got high enough and the supply was so low that the prices went up to $800 a ticket. And then some of the mm-hmm. resale tickets for general admission on the floor were like $1,200. <laughs> oh my God. Which, like, to to put it in perspective, like when the police reunited from not playing together and like famously breaking up and for like twenty years, they went on a reunion tour. Those tickets yeah. were like two hundred dollars. <laughs> right. MCR is paying, taking six times that to go stand in the pit at a, you know at what an I MCR love about concert. it
2: too. You know what's so great about it is that these tickets are being bought by like former emo punk teens yes. that now have like corporate jobs. So it's yes. like they can afford them because they have right. jobs now, but like they love them because it was when they were like moody adolescents, Yes, which is so funny. But
1: because the, there are three demographics of people that are buying tickets to My Chemical Romance, right? Cause the, uh-huh. you don't, I mean, generally speaking, there are going to be some younger people that go, but generally speaking, they're all people our age, right? So, or older. Or, like Or older. Say, right. Sure. I would
2: say we're at the tail end. Like it's probably like the range is probably like, 22, 23 to like 35. Yes. Yeah. But 35 like is
1: probably the cap. But the but the yeah. thing is, right, is that like there are three demographics of people. There are the people who loved MCR and were obsessed like swoopy hair, like emo people. Yeah. 10, 10 15 years ago or 10, 12 years ago. Right. Like yeah. mid 2000s uh, that have not. You know, they're, they're just the people that will always go to concerts and always be emo because they, like, love My Chemical Romance. Then there are the people who – and probably saw them live. Then you have the people who never got to see them live, but they were huge My Chemical Romance fans. And then uh-huh. you have the third, which are people like me who came in – like, like the reason I went to the Rack and Tour show, which is, like, they come in on the tail end of it. They love the band, but then the band breaks up. And so then right. you have this moment of going, oh, my God, they're going to t- – I will never see this again. There's no chance. <laughs> like, what happens if they never play again? I never get to see them, and I give up the opportunity. And so they drop, like, $600 to see My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Which, like, I love a lot of bands, but I don't think – I mean, right now, I don't think I would pay that Not much that. money to no see way. anyone. Not that. And I don't know if you saw a picture of Gerard Way, but he's super fat. Gerard Way looks like just the most
2: average, like, fat person now. <laughs> it's kind of funny to be honest. It's it? It's hilarious. Oh my gosh! But yeah, it's gonna be we'll, insane. We'll put um, Fat Gerard Way in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yes, we're gonna make our new Twitter avatar Fat Gerard Way, <laughs> and then awesome. and then our handle can be at Gerard Way, <laughs> at Fat Gerard Way. Um, no, that's sweet. I uh, I'm be looking forward to hearing from people that go to this stuff. If it's, uh, I feel like it might not be everything it's hyped up to be because of who is able to go right. Like if you, if yeah. you didn't price out some of those fans, it would probably be more lit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it might just be like, it might have like a, I bought these tickets with my Amex points sort of vibe, which <laughs> uh, that would kind of suck. So yeah, that would blow. Um. Anyways, I've got dope and two nopes dope. I still can't quite piece together what this would sound like, but there's rumors of a gorillas and Tim and Paula collab. Um, I could kind of see that. I could see it. Like it, it wasn't shocking, but I also can't pinpoint what that will sound like. Um, so I'm really curious about that. I've I am a huge fan, um, not necessarily of the Gorillas, but of the concept, which is the Gorillas. See, like I, I don't know
1: that I am necessarily. So go, you go ahead and make your argument for it, but
2: I. So I I really love the idea of basically building a, an eternal band by not having. People and faces associated with it. Sure. So like there's it's only animated characters, and when they go on tour, they hire um, like super famous mm-hmm. mu- musicians. Like they've had Snoop Dogg and John Mayer and Paul McCartney and all these people yeah. like big gorillas, but they put them behind like a screen, and then they like project their shadows forward and then overlay it with the animated cartoons. Yeah. So you could in theory just keep the band going forever, which I love. It's like, I yeah, it's that sweet. concept is cool. I think that's a really cool concept. Um, But they're more, they're like a, I don't even know how to explain gorillas. It's like, it's not like the sound, I mean, you know, I I don't even know. It's like there there are elements of hip hop to it, um, but it's also just like kind of just alt rock in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Anyways, the Tame and Pella collab will be pretty cool, I think. it'll, It'll be interesting to say the least. It's got my intrigue. Let's put it that way. It's got my intrigue. Sure. Um, uh, nope. And the nope isn't this thing specifically. Um, it's the album art for it. So, uh, anyways, long story short. Elon Musk released an EDM song. Don't know if you're out, if everyone's familiar. Um, I forget the name. It's called uh, Don't Doubt Your Vibe. Uh, you're spelled U-R. You <laughs> Don't Doubt Your Vibe. Um, <laughs> and the nope isn't the song necessarily because it sounds almost exactly like what you would expect it to sound like if Elon Musk released music like it's EDM and it's just kind of has some weird sounds to it but it's not overly complex and it's it's just kind of it wasn't far off from what I would have expected mm-hmm. Well, the nope is the album art, which I'll put in the show notes. I don't know if you've seen the album art, Connor, but it's literally just like an orange circle. It's maybe a planet or something. It's
1: supposed to be the moon or the uh, Mars, I think.
2: Mars? Okay. But it's got a picture of that Tesla truck. The cyber truck? Out. The cyber truck? Just like driving on the moon. Like it's, it honestly looks like it was made in like Microsoft Office. Like, yeah, I don't it's know. not
1: very good.
2: <laughs> it looks horrible. And like this guy's supposed to be like the tech giant. Juggernaut of my generation, like, please come up with something better than. But that. he
1: just like trolls people all the time. Like it would not surprise me if he just thought it was like super memeable. So he was like, oh, I'm just gonna create this hilarious, like, terrible art art cover. But has yeah. he done? I can't remember. He did a uh, an EDM song before,
2: didn't he? Did he? I think I he know. did one other one once. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I. Oh, I'm, I'm not. Maybe familiar. I'm just having a deja vu moment. I don't know. But the album art is pretty funny. Um, you can check out the song if you want. I wouldn't say go do it, but it's just kind of there. I mean, it's not for cultural relevance, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a great song or anything. But, anyways, the album art is a nope. Other nope, uh, Loretta Lynn said country music is dead. Um, I really hate, I really, really hate when iconic musicians say that about their genre. Yeah. Because I think it's really discouraging to the people that are trying to save it. Yeah. Um, So, like, because Jack White and other, like, rock musicians have said similar things about rock. And it's like, there's so many really good rock bands. They're just not the most famous ones. Like, instead of just saying it's dead, why don't you go find them and help them? Like, you you know what I mean? And so I feel like Loretta Lynn saying that is just kind of a move, which I hate saying about Loretta Lynn. Yeah, right. um, Because she's never said anything really that I haven't agreed with. Um, but there are really good country musicians out there that are doing a really good job and they're just not getting the notoriety that they should. That's why So instead of saying it's dead, like go help them. Yeah, you know
1: and I mean? like that's that's one of the things that I really appreciate about Dave Grohl as a person is like I remember I don't remember when this was, but I just remember watching he's done this on multiple occasions where they interview him and he'll say stuff like he'll say stuff like, Oh man, there's just like so many there's like so many good bands right now and just like list off a bunch of shit you've never heard of. Like they're yeah. not it's not like you know, oh, you got to go listen to the the new like Queens of the Stone Age record, which like he does, but he'll just be like, oh yeah, like oh god, there's this super cool hardcore band called Bad Vomit, like it's just like say like that, and you're like, who the fuck is that band? But because he yeah. cares enough about music and he loves the genre enough that he just he'll listen to anything.
2: Yeah, which is really cool because it's it's just true. Like, I mean, and it speaks to the to the core purpose of Incubator, which is that there's a ton of good music out there in basically every genre. Right. you just have to you just have to listen to it it's just just because it's not playing on the four radio stations that you get in your city doesn't mean right. it's not there like it's right. there right you know so it's just it's aggravating yeah um so i just didn't appreciate her doing that but anyway
1: uh, the way that she can redeem herself is becoming a friend of the
2: pod so loretta lynn if you're listening yeah uh go listen to Apache. and <laughs> well she did say it on a podcast um uh, so someone roped her into a podcast she was like yeah it's dead and they're like what <laughs> so we should reach out to um, her yeah no like speak you mentioned a band so let me just go off for a hot second please good country music Apache. tk and the holy know nothings joshua hadley Joby- joshua headley joe b riccio thomas castle like we can keep going there are there's plenty of good country music if you don't believe me hit me up in twitter and i'll shoot you a personal wreck which is something i was doing on our uh Loved incubator it. twitter the other day i'm gonna do some more of it um there's a lot of people on twitter that will tweet out like i need new music like i can't find new music whatever Sad face. So I, I reached yeah all <laughs> right or like a dripping emoji for no reason um And so uh, I reached out to a bunch of those people and I shot them some personal recs. So um, if that's something that you need, hit us up and uh, I'll shoot you a personal recommendation.
1: Nice. Um, So we were lucky enough this week to have a band on the podcast that is a perfect example of why you should not just, first of all, don't stay in your own backyard and yep. try to look for new music. And second of all, don't just throw your hands up and go, oh, there's nothing good going on because it's not on the radio or you don't like what's on the radio. Uh, if you do a pretty decent amount of digging um, or even sometimes like just a face you know, value look through the stuff or that's on. Or come to band incubatormusic.net. Camp, or come to our website or listen to <laughs> our podcast. You will find right. bands like this and they're really good. And so we were really lucky this week to talk to Sunflowers. They're from Portugal um, and they have an album coming out um, called "Endless Voyage" that's coming out um, on February seventh, and we're really stoked for it. We got to listen to it ahead of time. Um, we're big fans of it. It's a sci-fi concept album, and it's like Sweet. it's like noise rock and garage punk stuff. Um, yeah. So, anyway, we'll stop yapping and let you listen to the interview. All right, we have Carlos and Carolina. They are Sunflowers. Uh, their upcoming album "Endless Voyage" comes out February seventh. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thank you. Well,
2: thank for you us. for
3: invitation, man. Yeah,
2: we uh yeah we're really excited to talk to you guys um this is a really unique release um and you have a really unique sound um can you Ooh. tell us a little bit about um sunflowers you know who's a part of sunflowers in your different roles
0: okay, yeah, um so it's me Carlos I play guitar and mm-hmm. I sing uh there's carolina who plays drums and sings, and there's Fred that's not here, but he plays bass also, uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Cool, and you guys are over in Portugal, is that right? Yes, yes. from Porto. Yeah. Porto.
3: Cool.
2: Awesome. and the, But the album, you guys recorded in England?
3: No, no, no. We recorded everything in Portugal.
2: Oh, you did? You did. Oh, okay.
3: This is in Portugal in our house in Porto, and then in a little uh, country house in a place near Porto, and in a professional studio in Porto as well. <laughs> so it's all very you know, centered around our um, comfort zone percent yeah but we 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 try to go a little bit further than we used to do before
1: yeah definitely well i mean i think that kind of comes clear it kind of comes clearly through when you i mean it's a sci-fi concept album right but it's also sort of a like sort of noise rock garage punk type album too which is a really cool crossover it's pretty unique why don't you tell us a little bit about that
3: well i think it's kind of like two albums in one you know because you have the more traditional sunflower sound stuff with uh, the guitars and the drums and the bass. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other parts with just the, the keyboards and the, right. and the drum machine. So it's kind of like, it's like, like a game, you know, between the two sounds, like mm-hmm. a, like fight between the two sounds. It, it, all has, it all has a story because it's supposedly a concept and it all makes sense in our heads. Uh, sure. It might not be as clear for everyone because we're, we're we're inside the project, you know. Yeah,
2: but we wrote it all now.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> for sure. 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 Uh, the the album, and I just want to read off, you know, the way that you've described it. It's a conceptual sci-fi record about the end of the world, the rise of the machine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just here. The rise of the machine, doubt about one's individuality and acceptance of chaos. Obviously, there's a lot to unpack there, right? <laughs> like that's <laughs> without saying. I think you've you've uh, you've hit on some pretty dense topics. So, um, what? Um, let's dive into like the storytelling and like the narrative here. Like, is it is the album as a whole telling one continuous story, or are there different themes? How does it sort of lay out?
3: You no, know, you no. Know, the, the album is supposed to be listened from the beginning to the end, which is weird nowadays because you know everybody's just used to listen to a couple right. of songs here and there. But if you can, just try to listen to it as a whole. Because uh, it's like I said before, it's a fight. We have the hero, which is represented by our more traditional songs. And then we have the villain, uh, which is the the more mechanical songs, you know. And it's like, you know, I I feel like nowadays we can all feel like an impending doom coming over us. Because everything is happening everywhere. And and you guys probably know that because you are you're in the center of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair uh, yeah, it's kind of like something is happening, but we don't want to we don't want know what's going on. We just want to stick our heads in the sand, you know sure. and not think about it. So it's kind of like the struggle between something happening and some and people trying to ignore it yeah. and then you know, in the end, because the last song is kind of like a mix between the traditional sound and the more mechanical one
2: sure. so it's kind of like
3: um. Uh, like the hero speaks and then the villain speaks and then the hero speaks and then the villain speaks and then in the end the hero becomes the villain, so it's kind of like a, a closer of the the, the, the circle. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I like
1: that up. a
2: lot. I yeah. need to definitely, um, I need to spend some time and do a re-listen now that I've heard you explain yeah. it that way yeah. <laughs> um, because that's really interesting. Which one um, is it, hero or villain in Oscillations? It's hero.
0: It's the hero's perspective. Hero. yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. Tell us a little bit about that track in particular, in the hero's perspective. There.
3: Uh, well, that track—that's like the,
2: the center of the fight.
3: Yeah, like, the center of the like fight. Like the fight
0: scene. If it was a movie, it was it, it was going to be the fight scene? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
3: and then it's like the hero think, "Okay, I, I've done it. I've I've won. I, I've beat this." And then I don't know, like that's a break. And then there's another fight, and it's just like coming over and over. oh, it's all very hypnotic. I think. Yeah we tried to be hypnotic, you know? Uh, so I don't know. That's it. We, we actually released the video yesterday for this song. Oh, cool. And also, also, uh, it connects with the first video we released from dreamweaver. Uh, the video from oscillations is actually, actually happens before the events of dreamweaver. So it's all very complicated, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing. <is> together, apparently. <laughs> okay.
2: uh, How did you write the album as a whole? I mean, it's so... Like you said, it's complicated and it's all the pieces are connected and interwoven. Did you write it in one sitting or did you piece it together over time?
0: I think we piece it together because we wrote the instrumentals before we wrote the the lyrics. Hmm. Sure. So we just created the instrumental album and then we decided, well, let's try to make a story (laughs) out of this. (laughs)
3: We had like... The, the main five songs and we're like, yeah. okay, this is a cool story. Cause we, we always want to do a really good story, you know, at least try to do a good story. And we, we heard the songs that we, we were writing and we were thinking like this could be something. So let's not rush this. Let's try to do things with the uh, time. So we just took the five songs. We heard it for like three months
0: yeah because yeah, so. we
3: recorded demos before we went on the european tour so we spent like two months mm-hmm. listening to this and then we came back to portugal and we recorded the the hero songs and then we just w- went home and just built like a wall of synthesizers and played around until we found something that made sense with the rest yeah. and then it was like putting the pieces together because like i said in our heads it makes perfect sense
1: No, that's cool. I I think it really. So for people that haven't really listened to it, like there's sort of, you know, sort of like you talked about before, there's this sort of like classic sunflowers, like lots of drums, guitar, like loud sort of noise rock stuff. And then there's almost this like there's a lot of synth, but it's almost this like eight bit type sound, like an old Atari video game kind of. And it's got a really cool effect when you sort of juxtapose those things together. But one of the things I really loved about this album is how a lot of the tracks like sort of run into each other. As a concept album, I really love that idea Of the tracks mm-hmm. sort of being part of the same Narrative, and then, you know, sort of running Into each other like that, so that's that's something that I Thought was really cool
3: well, thank um, you very
1: Yeah, yeah. Oscillations is cool Too, because it's almost got this, like, early Queens of the Stone Age vibe to it, like, mm-hmm. it's that Sort of pounding, you know um, Like, fuzzed out guitar type stuff yeah. um, But since we talked about it, let's, uh, let's Give that track a spin, this is Oscillations uh, From Sunflower's upcoming Album, Endless Voyage, which is coming out February 7th, let's take a listen Another track on this album that that I thought, actually, Frank and I both think is super cool, um, is A Conflict Taking Place.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, mm.
1: It gets to a point where there's this super cool, like, descending note riff to it. Why don't you talk about that a little bit and, and where that song sort of fits in on the record?
0: Well, uh, that song started <laughs> as a whole different song uh, because we, we, we already had a uh, song for Studio Master. It was mm. that song. So the master no, is the villain. Yeah, it's the villain. it's the villain. of the of the whole album. Okay. And, and we wrote a song, but we weren't happy with it. So we were, We decided. Well, let's just pick up like four um, ideas that we have and just glue them together. See. So see how it goes. No,
3: it works. Yeah. yeah, sure. And it's. it's I, I like. I like that song as well because it's like it's more descriptive of all the songs because it. it the lyrics just think, literally tell a story. A good,
0: I think it's a good introduction yeah. on the whole story yeah. of the album.
3: It's yeah, like so. the first time we hear uh, voices in, in the album, you know? Sure. And, um, mm-hmm. it, it's tell, it tells a story. We have a lot of fun with that as well because we did all the voices and all the crazy theatrical stuff.
2: Sure.
3: The different parts inside a song uh i don't know i really like i I like that one as well
0: (laughs) it's kind of hard for us to build it
3: yeah because we basically just like we the three of us uh spent five nights like the whole night just playing the songs that's how we actually wrote them Uh, and that one uh well it seems very repetitive and maybe kind of the same but uh it was really fun writing it. Really fun, and the, the middle part, uh, which, as I said, kind of descent, yeah, it had a lot yeah. of details in it, like yeah. a lot of uh, keyboards and a lot of percussion in it. I don't yeah. know. I think I think we did a good work on that.
0: Yeah, it builds yeah. like a wall of sound, and we always wanted to try to do something like that, and. Uh, when we when we wrote this song, we I think we thought, yeah, let's do it.
3: Yeah, and hopefully, let's hopefully, the lyrics can explain a little bit our, our idea. You know.
2: Yeah. Well, what I love about this track in particular, but the whole thing is, a lot of times when you see people try to put together a concept album or an album that that has a one streamlined narrative, they get so wrapped up in the message and the lyrics that sometimes the music can fall off and there's not as much effort put into it but that's totally opposite of what's going on here (laughs) like you're this track in particular a conflict taking place connor and i cover all kinds of genres we'll do jazz and folk and country but a (laughs) lot of what we do is psych rock and like some stoner rock stuff and that the riff in this track is like one of the best that I have heard. <laughs> it's, super like, I cool. lo- it's such a sweet riff. Like I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. So I just want to point out that like you took both sides of this like very seriously and did a great job of the both the message and the story, but like you didn't abandon the music for it. You know? Right. Which is super which, important.
3: It's very, a- yeah, it's impressive. Thank you very much. We, really don't, we don't know how to respond to <laughs> that many compliments <laughs> it really means a lot to us to hear that.
1: Yeah. yeah absolutely well with that let's take a listen real quick to A Conflict Taking Place uh, this is also from the upcoming album Endless Voyage by Sunflowers that comes out February 7th let's take a listen
2: go um you're on a european tour and it looks like if i'm not wrong you've got a uh europe and south africa tour coming up is that right
0: uh yeah Uh, we're going on tour in europe in april and may okay Uh, um, and from february to to april we will be playing in portugal and we'll be playing to portugal again uh after the european tour uh till till june
3: and then we're trying to make the the south african uh, tour happen. yeah.
0: yeah. You no, know?
3: yeah, we still need to find the uh, funding.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, the more the
1: uh, it's the fun part of the behind the scenes that no one wants to deal with, but everybody has to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but
3: we went over there in 2017. Um, 17, oh, cool. yeah. we, we played there in uh, April and then again in
2: November,
3: November for a, a festival. And it was amazing. It was simply amazing. And the, they're doing an amazing job because, you know, it's South Africa. It's not, it's not show. easy to go over there. and yeah. they, they don't have a lot of bands coming over. But we met an amazing group of people that they, they want to promote things and they want to do shows and they want to bring stuff from the outside.
0: You know, just want to give a big shout-out to Psych Night, they're the promoters <laughs> there in South Africa. They're really cool, cool bunch of dudes. Hell, yeah. That's
2: cool. awesome. Well, I, when you're going on tour – I. I I'm really curious, how does your live set sound? Because like, you, you know, this no. album in particular, it's a narrative, right? Like yes. each song each song is, is important to the next song and the song before it. So when you go play a show, you have other music that you've done in the past. And I'm sure other music that you are working on, you want to play. Like, how do you structure a set list with, mm-hmm. with that much like music that's contingent on each other? If that makes sense.
3: Well, I think the, the main goal is to build a, sh- a show, you know, not to build a set list, just build a show that can, um, what's the word? Like um, increase
2: the energy and gather all the.
3: I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm missing the English word for this. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about- okay. English uh, is my first language and I forget the words all the time. <laughs> well,
3: well, I don't know. I think. You're just well, trying to- I think we're, we're a very strong live, not to brag, you know, but. People mm-hmm. usually say that, and uh, we feel that as well. And uh, with the previous songs, we just we did the same thing as the album. We we a set list that we 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 pause like two times, and then it was every time every everything else was was the show. Yeah, it was continuous. It's continuous. Yeah. So for this for this album, we're actually still still trying to figure out how we're going to do this. But mm-hmm. the, main, the main idea is just. To build something that can involve people and bring people to our world. And uh, obviously, some songs have to be left out. It's it's just impossible to do everything. Because we only have a well, limited set of hands, you
1: know. Yeah, sure. I was going to ask about that because because you talked about you know sort of building up that wall of sound, but obviously like it that gets difficult when you have three band members and you're and you just got to like layer a lot of stuff. So yeah, because that...
3: actually, cause <laughs> <laughs> we have a very small band, but we can fit a lot of yeah, bands in there. Yeah. So. which is which
1: is no small feat that's that's not an easy thing to do like some of the some of the best bands that are good at really doing that have been small three-piece bands and that's you know that's not easy to fill that sound out so that's really cool
3: you just just have to have a lot of energy yeah trying to do go everywhere well i play the drums I, i play i play really hard you yeah. really
1: do. You beat the hell out of those things. Yeah.
3: And then uh, there's a song where I play harmonica, and then there was another song previously that I played the drums at the same time I was playing a keyboard. So it's oh, just geez. a matter of trying to do everything at the same time, yeah. Yeah. make it sound good. You know? Yeah. Right. It's, it's 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 an adventure, it's very it's very nice, it's very cool. It's fun for
0: us to try to yeah. to decide how we're going to do this, to figure it out.
3: And it's also fun because when we started, it was just the two of us. And um, Carlos played, uh, his guitar was plugged to the guitar amp and the bass amp. And he had like three guitar pedals. And now we have like a mini fridge for the bass. And then uh, he has two amps and a lot of keyboards and like 10 pedals. And I don't know. It just it shows that things have to change and have to progress because yeah. otherwise we we we'll all stay the same. Yeah, so you, you
2: were you were splicing your uh, output from the guitar into a, a guitar amp and a bass amp and playing both. Yeah, like a
0: AB signal. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. That's cool. Oh, cool. Sweet. That's really cool.
0: It was cool, but I didn't have uh, much room to to improvise or to just yeah. Some, uh, right. Or- I couldn't do a solo on a song, you know, <laughs> because you you would miss that that low end, uh, right? Line. So now with Fred, I can do I can do that. So. Yeah, it frees you up a lot. That's
1: oh, sweet. That's cool. That's sweet. All right, so we've got one last question that we have to ask everybody that comes on the pod. How do you like your eggs?
3: Your eggs? Right. Well, I love eggs. Let me see. <laughs> Important. Great start. It's good. I think every kind of eggs. Every uh, kind.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow.
3: Except hot eggs. I know if you if that's the correct name. Because, uh, you know, English people have this thing, like, they hit they the eggs just a little bit, and then they crack open the shell. What? And they eat, like, almost a raw egg. You guys don't know?
2: No, nope. no, I've never seen that. That oh. sounds gross. Though. No, that's yeah, scary. I'm not about yeah.
3: that. So I'm going to change my, my answer to, I don't know, fried eggs. Fried oh, eggs
2: yeah. is good. Fried eggs, yeah. Solid. solid. Yeah. Well, there's,
0: there's, some, there's some, like, Spanish-type eggs, huevos rotos,
2: Ooh. which is Really good. That's nice. I don't know anything about them, but the way you said that <laughs> makes me want to eat them.
3: <laughs>
2: Can you sounds say it really again? Good. What What do they call?
0: Huevos rotos. Oh yeah, I'm there. Broken that egg. Good. That sounds good. That sounds really good. That's really good. It's like eggs with ham. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Ooh. perfect.
1: You had me. At, you had me at ham. Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on the pod, Carlos and Carolina from Sunflowers. Um, their new album "Endless Voyage" is coming out February seventh. Um, it'll be streaming everywhere, so go check it out. It's great stuff. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on the pod. Well, thank
3: you.
2: For having thank us. you very
3: much, guys. Thank you.
2: All right. That was Sunflowers. Um, Like we were saying, Endless Voyage comes out February 7th. You got your little teaser here, but make sure you stay tuned and check it out when it drops. It's going to be sweet. Do them a favor and do yourself a favor. Listen to it front to end. Don't cherry pick. Yeah. Um, It's a concept album
1: and it's 40 minutes. It's 40 minutes. Listen to it on your commute. Listen to it on your walk home, whatever.
2: Pay pay attention to it and spend the time it deserves and listen to it front to end. Yes. This is Um, how music
1: is supposed to be made and supposed to be listened to. And you
2: should do it and you will appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Speaking of ways that music should and should not be made, um, (laughs) do you want to do a good transition? (laughs) Uh, Uh, The reason that's a good
1: transition is because our playlist this week is songs that would be canceled. Uh, So, as you know, Frank and I try very hard not to take political positions on this podcast. This is not about politics. This is not about our thoughts on social structures or anything. This is an objective playlist. Of songs mm-hmm. that a segment of the population, whether you think that's big or small, there are there are people in this world and in this country that would be furious if these songs were popular and came out right now. Because the content of these songs is offensive enough to a demographic of people uh, that they would call for it to be canceled. So this is not Frank or I endorsing or denying it. Some, I think for some songs True. we might chirp in a little bit about what we think and why people might misunderstand uh, or why it might be justified but mm-hmm. if we don't say anything that is not a confirm or denial of anything
2: i love this tightrope we're walking this is great it is it's tough this is tough
1: because <laughs> there's so many good playlists that have to do with politics we're just trying to keep it out of it right now
2: right right so uh please don't cancel us and retribution for us making a canceled playlist yes um that's the that's the opposite of what we were trying to accomplish. <laughs> Honestly, no, never mind. I'm not I'm not gonna talk. Uh do you wanna go this first? This is gonna be so difficult, isn't it? This
1: is gonna be so hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh go ahead.
2: Okay. Um I'm going
1: first? Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> This is going
2: to be hard, too, because we're going to,
1: like, if we were really doing this the right way, like, you and I would be really fighting about some of these
2: things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we are not, I don't think, in sync on all of these issues. But um, No, but it's funny because, objectively, like,
1: re- regardless of what we think, there are people that would objectively find all of these things questionable.
2: Right. Our common <clears> ground <throat> is acknowledging the fact, th- what wherever we fall, that they would be kids. Yes. Like this, th- yes. they would be kids. Uh. Okay, so the first track uh, is actually
1: a song that I really enjoy. Like, I actually really like the song, but, yeah, but it has to go on there. Uh, it's In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry. Oh, yeah. Good call. Wow. Good it's a, it's call. a song that, like, I just did not think about. And then you mm-hmm. listen to the lyrics. And so <laughs> I feel like so, I feel so bad even saying this, and I didn't even write it. Uh, <laughs> if her daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If her daddy's poor, just do what you feel. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly
2: woke. <laughs> Cancelled. Cancelled. Oh, wow, good. That's. I did not think about that. That's a great pick. That's that's um, one
1: of the it, that, that one. I was like, wow. That uh, <laughs> that's something. Also, dope. Just insane hair in Mongo Jerry. They yeah. That Some, music video is kind of weird. I haven't. Um, well,
2: <laughs> listening to the lyrics of the song closer, I can kind of imagine. But uh, okay. Songs that would be canceled. This one isn't like, it's not like a woke reason to be canceled. It's just like there's the segment of the population that would identify with the song is so minuscule at this point that I don't even think it would get play. And that is Okie from Muskogee" by Merle Haggard. Um, uh, yeah. If you're unfamiliar, the whole song That's is a good like, one, actually. The whole song is just like what it means to be like a hick from Oklahoma, yeah. basically. And so, if you're unfamiliar, it starts. We don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee. Yeah, we don't take trips on LSD. We don't burn our draft cards down on Main Street. We <laughs> like living right and being free. Yeah. Again, objective approach. I just don't think it would play. That's all. I'm saying. Well, and that's the thing
1: is like people forget this because it, it's it's not a what most people pretty much anyone considers like a minority demographic anymore. But like Oki used to be like a slur. That was like an offensive thing to call somebody.
2: Wasn't even aware of that.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like, it's like, it's like making a Polack joke or something. Like it's the same level of like, you're like,
2: basically people, basically people would make fun of you. Cause it's like, you're a hillbilly. Like, I want to read one more line from the song. We don't let our hair grow long and shaggy. Like the hippies out in San Francisco. Right? <laughs>
1: Great line.
2: <laughs> that is actually a really good line. I love that. <laughs> Anyways, that's my pick.
1: Okay, that's good. Um this is a song that uh, this is another one where again I just spent enough time like just like hearing this song when I worked out and just not thinking about it because it's about the vibe of the song and not about the lyrics which are so uh-huh. confusing now when I listen to them because I don't know why they're on there. That's where the hood at by DMX. <laughs> okay, I don't I'm not sure I know why. Oh, okay give me 10 seconds to pull up the lyrics okay you're gonna have to bleep
2: half of this do you want to just give a quick synopsis as to the theme of its canceledness
1: yeah the theme is that dmx hates gay people um <laughs> which just is not like it's just it's just a you know and un- unfortunately like it was a really common thing for a long time uh in rap music uh yeah like I can't even I'm literally looking at this and I can't even I mean, I you're reading read
2: someone else's lyrics. Like you could just read them.
1: Oh man. Okay. Well, I, I also he also says the n word every other word. Like <laughs> okay, <laughs> just say uh, the
2: just say the letter n when that comes up, so I don't have to bleep every word. I'll just say. <laughs> uh, last I no, heard, no, I have to bleep that too. Okay.
1: Uh, last I heard, y'all N was having sex with the same sex. I show no love to homo thugs, empty out, reloaded, and throw more slugs. How are you going to explain <laughs> f***ing a man? Even if we squash the beef, I ain't touching your hand. <laughs> it's, n- it's, not Canceled. Good. Canceled. it's not good. Whoa. It's not like, good. That's the whole song. Like, I was really confused. I did I not was know like, that. No, like, the whole song is basically just, like, I am not cool with gay people. And it's, like, that – and it goes on. It's such a long song. Um,
2: Like, uh, to
1: to clarify, we're laughing at these things because they're so hilariously, like, not
2: okay anymore. (laughs) Like, like, they (laughs) would be so canceled. It would not even be. Yeah. It would be literally canceled before – it would be pre-canceled before they canceled. Yes. Wow. Um, Okay. Uh, I'm at a crossroads here. I don't know if I want to bring out the big guns and try to go toe to toe with you or if I should lay out some of the other ones. Um, I think I'm going to ease into this. I don't think I'm going to pull out the, the heavyweights yet. Um, okay. I'm going to go with – and this one hurts a little. Uh, I'm going to go with Paying the Cost to Be the Boss by B.B. King. Um, it's literally just about how I am the man. I make the money. So just, like, do your women's stuff and leave me alone. (laughs) Like, I'm going to read a few lines Uh, here. Uh, You act like you don't want to listen when I'm talking to you. You think you ought to do, baby, anything you want to do. You must be crazy, baby. You got to be out of your mind. As long as I'm paying the bills, woman, I'm paying the cost to be the boss.
3: Wow. Canceled.
1: (laughs) (laughs) BB King is
2: canceled now. Canceled. So now we've canceled Mungo Jerry, DMX,
1: BB King. (laughs) (laughs) What was the other one? Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard. Oh, yeah.
2: I'll drink if I want to and play a little poker too, but don't you say nothing to me as long as I'm taking care of you.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Cancel. Wow, that's uh, that's that's rough. <laughs>
3: um,
1: this is one – actually, I don't even – I'm looking it up right now, and I don't even think – I might have to put a different version of it because I don't think this is on Spotify. Um, uh, my next pick, same genre as my last. Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> ain't Shit." by dr dre and snoop and that's okay. uh that's the that's the song that's uh but hose and tricks yeah
2: which is actually i kind of like that song again, but... <laughs> oh no it's great
1: it's hilarious but wait what see this is originally by dr dre and snoop this is why the internet is stupid because the song is originally by dr dre and snoop Dogg. snoop dog and apparently at some point ben folds did a cover of it so it's showing up as the lyrics from ben folds
2: yeah yeah, like, yeah i had one of those earlier um yeah, I'm going to probably have to
1: put the Ben Folds version in there cause, as a placeholder. Actually, I'm not going to give him that satisfaction.
2: <laughs> um, okay, is it my turn? Yes. All right, I'm going to go with... Um, it's starting to get like not necessarily not PC, but creepy kind of. Sure. Um, like, creepy enough to where it's like, how did that get so popular? And that's I'm on Fire by Bruce Springsteen. Um, I don't know if you're aware of the creepiness of that song i
1: don't i know i've heard the song but i don't
2: okay the song starts like this hey little girl is your daddy home did he go away and leave you all alone Mm, i've got a bad desire oh i'm on fire nah (laughs) canceled. that
1: was that was an easy one because i hate bruce springsteen and now you're canceled
2: (laughs) yeah it's just uh it's to come out as the very first stanza of your song, and be like, hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Like, he wrote that and was like, yeah, that sounds good. Looks- uh,
1: that sounds like something I should stick with. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Um, okay, so this next one is a song that has remained uh, super controversial. Like, this is a song, I mean, it's not a it's not a well-known song, uh, but it's really controversial. Yeah. Um, and it was really controversial in the seventies when it came out and it's controversial now because that's what this band did. Um, but the song is, uh, bodies by the sex pistols.
2: Oh, Oh,
1: do you know that song?
2: No, no, no. I thought you were going to say
1: something else. Oh, the drowning pool song. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is like, this is one of these songs that like, this may be the most offensive song I've ever heard.
2: What? What? Uh,
1: yeah. The first time I heard this, like it, I like actually like made my skin crawl. Um, because the song is, and interestingly enough, not the position you'd think, but it's a it's a song about abortion, and it's okay. it's really like graphic. It's really graphic, but it's actually like uh, they interviewed John Lydon about it. Johnny, uh, uh who's Johnny Rotten, actually just had his birthday like two days ago. Um, congrats, happy birthday! Yeah, congrats, happy birthday, Johnny Rotten. Uh, but they interviewed him about it because the lyrics are clearly like they, it's, it sounds very like anti-abortion, but -hmm. the reason there was a song written about it, there's a weird backstory to it. I'm not going to go into all the details, but I guess there was a woman who had some sort of like, um, like schizophrenia or something. So when I say mental illness, it's not me taking a political position. Like she actually had like a schizophrenic disorder or something. And in the Mm -hmm. seventies, she used to like, I think she like followed them to like their studio or something. And she like, talked very flippantly about the abortions that she had had. And so it like bothered them to the point where they were, they basically wrote a song about not treating that issue flippantly, whether you believe that it should be legalized or not legalized. So mm-hmm. the point of the song in a very sex pistols way is to like address an issue. That's really uncomfortable by, for people by making it as uncomfortable as possible so that you have to like talk about it, which yeah. is, I'm not even going to like talk about the lyrics we don't have to like go into it, sure, but, yeah, but it's just a lot. Um, yeah, it's a lot to handle. So likely, likely canceled. Yes, there, the it, you could never come out with that now. There's no yeah. way.
2: Okay, I feel ready. I feel ready to bring out the big guns. Okay. Um, there are lines throughout the song that I could use, but I'm gonna go with the one that would literally get them tarred and feathered and run out of the <laughs> States of America, and that is Don't Trust Me by 303. Oh, oh, that's
1: such a good
2: one. How did I not think of that? Hush, girl, shuts your lips. Do the Helen Keller and talk with your hips. Yeah. No, that's canceled. That is the definition of canceled. How do you get more canceled than that? I don't even...
1: <laughs> uh, uh, that, like, makes me uncomfortable because it reminds me of a gym class in middle school. <laughs> They played that on the radio a lot. Like They did. It got a ton of radio. That's what play. I'm saying. It's like these aren't these are not all songs that like where it was like, oh well it was the seventies. Like, you know, people just no, viewed this these was... things differently. This was what this was like recently. Yeah, like, this in was our like lifetime. less
2: than twenty years ago.
1: Yeah. It was like ten years ago, like most. Do you think? Yeah. Oh yeah, hold on. I'm I just had the song pulled up. I'm gonna look this up. When did this song come out? 303. What a band. <laughs> it's not even a band. This even... is like a group of like what 303 put something out in 2016 did they really (laughs) imagine imagine doing that um yeah actually almost exactly um want by uh 303 came out in 2008
2: (laughs) i don't know how i forgot about the chorus don't trust a hoe never trust a hoe because a hoe won't trust me (laughs) you know what that is that's the
1: 303 version of that line from hot rob where he goes don't worry babe that raccoon would not have stopped for
2: us (laughs) do the helen keller and talk with your hips yeah i think that's i think that's all
1: right um next we're gonna go with a song that you know i will be upfront about it and say that i don't think this song should be canceled or should have been uh and i'll explain why afterwards um although on its face it makes sense if you don't understand what the song is about uh, that song is Rape Me by Nirvana. Okay. Um the reason that I personally don't think that song should be um, cancelled, although I understand why it makes people uncomfortable, is that the the it's sort of similar in a way to the Sex Pistols thing, and like Nirvana sort of saw themselves as like a like a feminist punk rock band. Like they called themselves that. And they have several songs like that. Like Polly is one of them too, about a girl who gets kidnapped and and, you know, assaulted by somebody but they're written from the perspective of people who like are in these situations and uh, "rape me is one of them that was done. It's, it's supposed to highlight like how horrible that is, but people just hear the name of it and that the chorus is "rape me mm-hmm. and they just, they don't like it. Like they're just like, this is uncomfortable, but that's the whole yeah. point of the song, but not from the perspective of like being okay with that behavior. It's, it's the opposite. Um, right. So I, I tend to err on the side of like, I don't think you should cancel people for things like that. Because it gets rid of the artistic ability to, like, draw attention to stuff like that. but
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, okay, this is one where, um, specifically, I mean, like, even today, I don't think that the lyrics are offensive to most people. But I do believe it would be canceled because it doesn't cater to the beliefs of the vocal I think that's fair. minority at that makes sense uh-huh. and i don't think that's an un-pc way of describing this but um it is you are woman i am man by uh well the version i'm gonna do is louis armstrong but i think it came from a uh, musical but the whole song is basically like identifying the characteristics of each gender so it's it goes. Sure. You are woman, I am man. You are smaller, so I can be taller than you. Are softer to the touch. It's appealing. <laughs> yeah, feeling very much. You know, that's so not whole very thing, good. That's not good. The whole thing is literally like this is what a woman is like, and this is what a man is like. Sure. Um. So I just I think that there would there would probably be some kickback in twenty twenty. Yeah.
1: Um. This next song is a song that I from a band that I really like. Uh. But I'm not gonna defend it because. Uh, objectively, okay. So the song is "Date Rape" by Sublime.
2: Okay, that would be canceled. That's it would a thousand percent 100%. be canceled. And yeah, this was their first
1: canceled. hit. And it, it's it's really offensive. It's like whatever. But the problem with it is that if I if I could make a convincing argument, or I thought that it was a fair point to make that like Brad Noel wrote that song because it was about some sort of like deeper social cause, like Kurt Cobain used to do, I would make that argument. I just right. think he was a huge piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> I love Sublime. They're like one of my favorite bands of all time. But Brad Noel was like just not a great dude. Uh, and yeah. there are lots of songs that could have ended up on this playlist because of that. But that one kind of takes the cake, especially because it, yeah. it it fits into the playlist because it got so much radio play. Like this was a really popular song in the 90s.
2: Yeah. No, that's 100% right. I still hear it on the radio every once in a while. Yeah. Um, okay. Another one. Um, another one that's creepy and would it be canceled uh it's hard to say um but it's creepy very creepy and i would like to cancel it um that's every breath you take by the police um i think most people out there this is what comes to mind yes. when you think of creepy songs yes. like i don't think i'm digging deep here i just think I, it's kind of low hanging fruit but every breath you take every move you make Every was it? Step. sigh you fake or something. Step you take or step you take. I'll be watching you. Yeah. So the stalker song by the police.
1: Um, <laughs> pretty creepy. Every breath you take in parentheses, creepy. the stalker song <laughs> like by that. the police. Um, okay. What do I have next here?
2: This Is your last one? I believe.
1: Yeah. And then I have a, I have a, um, an honorable mention as well. Okay. Uh, this is tough. I have two of them. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to change the, the part of it. That's like, I guess the, the thing that's offensive, although it is like very related, um, this song isn't like super popular, but it's by a band who had a couple of hits that were pretty popular. Um, and I think it's a really good song, but it's just something that I don't think people would like let happen now. Um, the song is, uh, is little girls by Oingo Boingo. Hmm. Um, so Oingo Boingo had a song called dead man's party um and uh weird science that were both like pretty big in the eighties. Uh if you don't know, the lead singer for Wango Bongo was Danny Elfman, who did the soundtrack to uh the Michael Keaton Batman movies and Pee Wee's Big oh. Adventure and he made the theme for The Simpsons, um, all that stuff. So Also
2: that's Comeback City. Pee-wee uh Herman wants to make a movie that is ironic, not a kid's movie.
1: Yeah, that's uh, like a cre- like a creepy ironic Wee Herman. That kind of doesn't surprise me cuz it's like kind of, yeah, anyway. But anyway, it's it's they're like a very off the wall band and they had like nine members and they I actually really like them as a band. They're really good. But this is a song written from the perspective of somebody who's a pedophile. Oh gosh. And it's like Are you kidding No, me? it's a song that you could never get away with now. Like Oh my gosh. No, you would never
2: What's it called? was a song It's called Little Girls, by only Go now. Boy, oh my god. You could never get away with it. Um, Are you going to read the lyrics or no? Do you want me to? Not really. I really kind of don't want you to. I will read them to you, and you can cut them out of the show if you want. Or I can just skip them. Let's just not. I just don't even want. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to read that. Uh, (laughs) Good. Uh, And then we'll we'll do you, and then we'll do honorable mentions. Okay. My last one is My Sharona by The Knack, which uh, we didn't plan to have those songs back-to-back, but it was written about an underage female that he was, like, obsessively trying to court, um, to put it lightly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, when you know the context, uh, it makes the song so much creepier. Yes. um, And more canceled. So, yeah, I don't have any honorable mentions, but if you do, you should. Yeah, I just have one. Um,
1: Just because it's a song I've actually, like, uh, this is a song that I, I actually had a conversation with a friend about this. Uh, this is another song that's this band did this frequently, actually, um, and it kind of makes them popular with people that like the band. But they are very they're a, they're the definition of a niche band. Uh, the song is Last Caress by Misfits. Um, okay. <clears throat> so for anyone that doesn't know a lot about Misfits, they're like a, they're like the original like horror punk band. So like a lot mm-hmm. of their lyrics were taken from like B-list horror movies and stuff like that. So they have a song called like Return of the Fly and like stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But a lot of it's like kind of graphic and they dressed up in weird and all that stuff. But a lot of their music is written from the perspective of people that like kill people in movies and stuff. So they like write songs about like the movie Halloween from the perspective of the killer and just like weird stuff like that. So it's like so it's like inherently creepy. They're just a creepy band. Uh, But Last Caress is about like uh, a guy who like kills somebody's child and like kills her or something like and it's just like really messed up. Yeah, because it's like they're very into like the psychology of like thinking about how those people think and like how the Nazis think and stuff. But it there's there's no way in hell you could ever write a song like that now, <laughs> at least at least and have it be like something where you develop like a big cult following that like you right. could play at Madison Square Garden or whatever. Like you You could right. not do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. I think we did a good job, actually. Yeah. Um, songs that would be canceled in 2020. Yeah. Um, there were definitely some that applied that's for sure um but you just go to the show notes which we post on our social media pages um and in there you will find the links to the playlist um which we will have on spotify i'm
1: i'm looking at this right now like before this goes up because i've i've created the playlist and it will go live when the when the podcast goes up i'm looking Mm -hmm. at this right now and going oh my god what a list of (laughs) horrible music (laughs)
2: songs most of the songs which are like actually pretty good yeah like as songs but totally horrible um with that do you have uh anything on the radar that isn't totally horrible uh
1: yeah i we sort of talked about it briefly but just to touch on it again uh bands got released for boston calling um so go check that out if you're in the boston area if you're in new england it's going to be a huge festival um like again three really big headliners um some other really good stuff going on as well so go check that out
2: cool um we have a lot of february stuff coming up and i've hit on most of it um a lot of that february 14th stuff that i was talking about some of those releases and whatnot um but i don't have a date for this but i just saw this this week a uh folk musician out of israel that we've covered lauren neumann which we're big uh big fans of she announced that she has a new album coming out and i will be in tune and in touch um to let you know of the date when uh when that's due to drop. But that was exciting stuff. That was one where I was hoping she'd come back and have more material and uh looks like she does. So that's pretty exciting.
1: Nice. Um you have baby maker? We do. It feels a little weird doing baby the week yeah. after the playlist we just did. Uh but you know, the baby maker of the week this week uh a song that I, I say this every week because I feel like I have enough of these in my back pocket that I'm kind of surprised when they don't, they're not already on the playlist. Uh, Easy by the Commodores. Easy pick. Great song. Beautiful. Um, classic. Song. Classic. Also, not for baby maker of the Week, but if you haven't heard it, Faith No More does a cover of Easy by the Commodores. It's really good. Solid. So go, go check it out. Um, thanks for listening to the Incubator Music podcast. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at @hatchingmusic. Visit our website at incubatormusic.net or our Spotify page and just search Incubator. This podcast is on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Also, please leave us a review and comment on the podcast. We love hearing your feedback. This is the Incubator Music podcast. Good music. Before it matches.